0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon here on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Thanks for joining us here this morning as we talk sports with you. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, Ron Zamas for the next couple of hours. Who is Ron Zamas, Condon? I don't know. I just heard her update there. Um, good stuff. I feel like I'm up to date. Anyways, we will talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Here's the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, bottom of the hour, Scott Dockerman. He was in... East Brunswick, what is it, New Brunswick? New Brunswick. Uh, that's a province. Piscataway. Piscataway for Rutgers and Iowa. An efficient day out of the Iowa offense. Above average for the defense, again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk to Scott Dockerman at 10.30, 11.05. Bama, Trent, and I will go around college football. I'm assuming Adrian Martinez will come up at some point amongst some of the highlights from the week. my God, what a drive. Uh, and then Nick Osen. On Iowa State, he covers Iowa State for 24-7 sports, CycloneAlert.com. He joins us at 1130. Mr. Monday Night will make an appearance about 10 minutes before uh, the hour of noon. A lot of football to recap. Baseball begins well locally it begins its final three game home stand I believe tomorrow they will put uh, the bring down the curtain on AAA baseball at Principal Park. We're inside what eight day no ten days now uh, for Major League Baseball as they will end a week from Wednesday. But football is where we begin. you were in uh, Minneapolis yesterday, TCF Bank Stadium. you had great seats, yeah. man. Those were great seats. The, I didn't know where you were going. I didn't either. Until Friday afternoon we got the heads up that our,
2: our friends that have seats in the Polaris Club had a couple of extras. So what does
0: the Polaris Club do for you?
2: So the Polaris Club is kind of has its own seating area, it's a huge area, a uh, real big spot there. They have all the TVs and everything. I own mean there's bathrooms
0: probably, and stuff? Yes, nice.
2: and there's probably, I don't know, 2000 people that can be in there and then you walk down and it is um, the best of the best. We we're sitting about the 40-yard line. 10 rows up, just absolutely incredible tickets. I I could reach out and yell at Dan Campbell what a moron he was. Boy, that was awful yesterday. Had a chance, didn't they? It came together yesterday, and again, I had no rooting interest except for the Survivor Contest, so that was the most I ever rooted for the Vikings in my life. I'll tell you, that is a terrible existence as a fan. That sucks. Man, that organization. But you
0: survived in advance, unlike our yes. group, because we didn't even see October, and we're, we're, all three of our entries are down. But uh, nobody wants to hear about that. Let's get to the what moves the needle on sports talk here in Des Moines, and that's the Hawks and the Clones. Uh, let's start with the Hawks as they got the win uh, out in, uh, in New Jersey on on Saturday night. Look, I thought the bar's not set high. No. But it was Petrus's best game of the year. It was. Uh, And we obviously need to see a whole lot more, even if it's baby steps every week. Mm -hmm. Just keep progressing. Obviously, the test, uh, the water gets a little bit deeper this week with (laughs) Michigan coming to town. But they had a bad team on the other side of the field. I got to give credit to that Simon kid, the corner. Yes. My God, what a tough SOB he is. He took some shots uh, in that football game, Trent, and kept getting up.
2: The first one that he really took that led to the interception, the Cooper DeGene returned for a what touchdown. what a player he is,
0: huh? DeGene, I'm talking about. Van Ness just absolutely
2: thrilled him. him. Yes. Logan Lee later in the game, he was getting hit all over the place, and he kept standing now, in there.
0: Help me out with this. Joe Evans did not get him. He got a, a running back, right? Yes. I, I think um, that they went wildcat on that mm. play. Yep. And he and he just I mean I love Joe Evans' game I really and truly do. He's what a so story good. too I mean a, a kid oh, from Ames yes. goes over
2: there walks on at Iowa mm-hmm. gives it a shot mm-hmm. starts seeing him a little bit who's thirteen right. Why is there a thirteen out there He was a rush specialist uh-huh. He has developed into a four down player now I mean he's yeah. a guy that you can put out there now because of their depth on the defensive line he doesn't have to play mm-hmm. all the snaps but. That defensive line, they are nasty, even with the injuries. Good to see Noah Shannon. Weren't sure, oh, uh-huh. he's going to give it a go. He uh-huh. played 45 snaps. He played well. So did
0: Aaron Graves, by the way. And Aaron
2: Graves, he continues to come, oh, doesn't he? Oh, my God. He, he is going to be a star.
0: The light, it's not shining bright yet, but it's starting to come on. It's one of those dimmer switches. You're starting to ratchet it up a little bit. He's going to be.
2: <laughs> he, uh, you know, and you, you see at times, if, if you really key on him, there was a couple of snaps where I just wanted to watch him. And it's almost like he's still in that process of still thinking about things. Where, all right, what do I do here? Hand placement. It looks like there's still that mental aspect that he's thinking a lot out there instead of reacting. But when he reacts, Mm -hmm. the natural talent, Mm -hmm. it is just, Mm -hmm. it is an incredible level. He is an absolute stud. That defensive line's good. They're going to be pushed this week against Michigan. But, you know, Rutgers comes right down, marches down the field, gets a field goal, say, all right, it's going to be a game. If they didn't get those two defensive scores...
0: How different is that game though? It's huge. It's it's huge and the, we talked about how well, the only way this game can go over is if the def- and Trent they're due. Yes. Uh and they get a couple and the and the number goes over. Um this defense is incredible. We we knew that going in. Uh, seemingly, you can on every Monday when we sit down in these chairs, we can find enough. I mean, I thought that uh, Sam Benson played really good football this week. We talked about Cooper DeJean, And that's not the only way for Benson. Don't get me wrong. he's I'd like his game. But Cooper DeJean, Trent, when it's all said and done, what might be talking what kind of um, – uh, hyperbole will be t- will be will we be using when we talk about the gene? Well, he's this mythical high school
2: player. I mean, going back to him on the football field, leading, you didn't see him play, did you? Just the just watching the game on TV. Gotcha. No, I never watched him live or anything like that, but just remember watching those games. There was one of I think it might have been the championship game. It was in the dome where it was like forty eight forty six or something like that. And it was both teams going back and forth, and it was him just making plays at quarterback, mm-hmm. time in and time out, every single time they needed a play. Third and seven. He runs for eight. Yeah. Need to come up with a big throw? He was there. And then you watch him at high school. This guy's 6'1". And he's drop-step dunking on kids you know, at the 1A level, and 2A level. He Wouldn't just, that be nice? He is a mythical athletic uh-huh. freak, and it's that guy that everybody has that guy right in their high school. Yep. But they're not this good. Kelly, they're not, Kelly Taylor. <laughs> they're not this guy yep. that's able to do that. And this guy is that good. It's it's a fun story, I think, for everybody in the state because we remember that guy. They're just good at everything. Mm-hmm. He's still good at everything. Remember, he hasn't even been playing cornerback for a year. It's bananas. So Castro gets the start of cash. And he was good, by the way. He was really good. I, I thought I was sh- shocked at how well he uh-huh. played uh, at that position after really no having, outside of reps in the Nevada game, he's hardly played defense. He's been a great special teams player. Mm-hmm. And he's out there making plays. Dejean hasn't even played cornerback for a year, and he looks so natural, so good, fluid. Guy's going to be a star. I mean, Jason yeah. Seahorn? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, not bad. We
0: don't see many white cornerbacks no, at the next level.
2: No, no. And are you going to root against are you going to bet against Cooper
1: Jean no, making it there? No hell no Trent. Nope.
0: No, no, absolutely not. Uh I, I love watching the kid play and excited to watch him uh, this year and next year and who knows how much longer uh, after that.
2: One other from the defensive backfield, Kayvon Merriweather. they interviewed him after the game said never had a scoop and score touchdown in his life going back to pee week football, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Got to hear him talk about that. That guy though, has been so important going back to 2020. He was one of the guys that was at the forefront of the conversation about changing what it was inside the walls of Fort Kinnick and and African-American players Mm -hmm. and feeling that. Kayvon Merriweather, he helped keep that thing together. He was one of the guys that was a leader, and it's good to see a person that has been that important. Not just for what he is as a football player; and he's an excellent football player, but what he has meant inside that
0: program. He's, he's named. He's a face of it, right? Absolutely, one of the faces of
2: it. Big Ten Player of the Week, uh, Defensive Player of the Week. Uh-huh. He was named uh, just just a little bit ago.
0: And I know this isn't a big deal, and it's not an award that anybody knows about him. Was he not the the first recipient of? I'm not sure what it's called. The Iowa Media Votes. Yep. Um on, on this award and they gave it to Kayvon Merriweather for coming out and talking to them and um you know just representing the school the way he does. He kept things together. He does. I and agree.
2: I, if Kayvon Merriweather wasn't on campus, you wonder
0: how twenty twenty was going to bit mm-hmm. and go.
2: You know, how it could have ended up. He was a very important part. So it's great to see him get some accolades and get that defensive touchdown. And even with all that if you had it at 34 and a half, you needed
0: a field goal off the upright to get that over. But you know what? It it, it went over and let's let's go there. We know I was got a punter. Yes, they do. I mean he's elite. And he outpunted Corsak. He did, without without a doubt. Uh, the best punter on the field was clearly wearing the Hawkeye uniform. But Drew Stevens. What did you see out of him? Obviously, he's got the leg. Yes, he does. Uh, that that kick that when it when it did trickle over the goalpost after uh, ricocheting in the, the confidence that that's, that that has to give this kid a. It's on the road. Okay, it's not the big house, right? It's right. not the shoe. but it was a
2: banged out crowd. It was yeah.
0: And for him to make these type of kicks, and he's been really good. I think they found their kicker. I think the competition is close.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It just looks different coming off mm-hmm. his foot in comparison to Blom. There's there's something different about this young man, and now. Hey, you're set at punter. You're set at kicker. Yep. Coverage unit's good. Yep. And then Cooper Jean. Arlen Bruce was banged up. He's not going to return punts this week. Right. And Jean's back there. Special Terry teams. Terry Roberts doesn't team.
0: play. So
2: now we're waiting for that play. The special teams play. I don't think we saw one of the goofy plays a year ago from Iowa. They got
0: something in the back pocket for
2: Michigan this week.
0: Well, if they do, uh, this would be a Pole good time. Cat. Yeah, this. Uh, well, did you? By the way, did you? And I didn't see this. I saw it on Twitter. I'm not. I don't think the broadcast mentioned this. The kickoff that went to Rutgers. Did you see the Rutgers player laying down uh, in the end zone? <laughs> no. It's 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 really hard to pick him up because the end zone the same color as the uniforms. Yeah. So they had something cooked up. Oh. This guy was laying flat, obviously laying perfectly still, and uh-huh. I didn't notice it when the game was on. But there was a still picture that came out yesterday for the first time. He's kind of in the belly of the the R, you know, kind of between yeah. the I don't know what you call them, the letter, the the sticks. That's not what it is, but you get my point. Sure. You know, when you're drawing the R, he's on the bottom. Uh, but he was well hidden. Uh would have liked to see how that worked out, but obviously the kick went to, uh, was directional. Um, so good for them. Good for mm-hmm. them to get a win. Let's talk about the quarterback real quick because, look, he ran around. He tried to run around and make did. a couple of plays. He's not fast. He's not.
2: He's not athletic. No. That's not his strength, but he at least tried. Uh huh. And they threw the ball down the field. Yep, took a shot. Uh huh. Hit one up the field and. Another game, no Keegan
0: Johnson, as Tom Caker told us on Friday. And apparently we're going to learn something tomorrow. That's according to Tom. Oh, yeah? Well, he said it to us during, the, oh, yeah. uh, uh, during his uh, talk with us on, on Friday that he thinks there's going to be some clarity. Because I asked, have we seen him for the last time uh-huh. this year? And he yep. said very well could be. Right. He kind of hinted. Yeah. And in fact, I, I'm not a uh, subscriber to Tom's board, but apparently no. there was a pretty big thread on there yep. about what Tom said uh, with us on um on his what's it hawkeye what? Hawkeye report. Yeah but what's the what's oh the, the Hawkeye Lounge. Hawkeye Lounge. Not yep. going to be confused with the Hawkeye Lounge that is an actual board yeah, right. where we get to post. That's a different halo. It is. Uh anyways let's get to the cyclones. Train here's my take. I don't know if I was in the top five of the Big Twelve or the bottom five of the Big Twelve. This conference is is is, is nuts. Um, we saw what happened to Oklahoma. We saw what happened to Texas. Uh, we've seen what's happened to Baylor when they take on a BYU. I think Baylor's a good team. I, I love their quarterback. I love their quarterback. They had the best quarterback on the field. They had mm-hmm. the best running back on the field. Um, I get the calls were egregious. They were. I mean, they were. Especially the Anthony Johnson uh, call was just terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, Reader gets the kid going across the field before the ball had been released. I don't think that's a penalty, but maybe you're trying to get that out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um Look, say what you want about Frehler to the letter of the law. It was targeting, but here's what's wrong with the rule. And I don't know how you're going to adjudicate it because then you're going to have to put it um, into somebody's head to try and get into the other guy's head what he was thinking. Is there two different levels? I mean, when you see a guy attempt to injure with the crown of his helmet Mm -hmm. or take a couple of steps like a battering ram, you're out. But what Frehler did for him to be you know, tossed for the entire game essentially because it was the first drive – Um, I think it needs to be tweaked. There needs to be
2: two rules to this. Mm -hmm. There needs to be with impact, with intent, Mm -hmm. when you are going that way. And the other one, and we see this a ton, yeah, it was helmet to helmet. And yes, he lowered his head, but that was not the intent. A lot of times it's a ball carrier also lowering his Mm -hmm. head. That one is so tough. When you get ejected for a game, the offensive player also did the exact same thing. He's not going to be ejected. Those are the ones that, still a penalty, still probably a big one, still Mm 15-yard or something like that, but the ejection that comes along with it, there has to be something that is in place. Because we've been talking about this now for, what, five years? Look, the rules, it's,
0: it's, it's good that it's in the game. Absolutely. It's, it's good yes. that it's in the game. And Freeler, was he not coming off a concussion? That's why he'd missed a time yeah. prior, prior to that. But there was no intent there. There was no intent. The kid was making a play. He made the play with his, with his head down. And here's the thing. And I get why I would say fans are pissed at this. Saw it a couple more times during the game. Well, Jarrell Brock, I mean, he. I thought he was done.
2: I thought he was concussed and out for the game yeah. when he took that hit. That was more egregious, I
0: thought, than the Freeler one. And the Freeler one was, was was called from upstairs? Yes. Meaning they saw something upstairs they wanted to take a look at it, and then they never thought to take a look at any more of them? That was crazy because it, there were multiple times
2: throughout uh-huh. the game that they could have gone back and they just
0: didn't mm-hmm. never felt like Iowa state was at any point trent watching the game all right they got momentum now here they come mm-hmm. uh they had a chance they scored late in the first half got the ball to start the second half but i, I think it was three and out i mean it wasn't a very long drive it and was, it was three and out. yeah it was three and out and yep. was like, boy they got a real a real chance here but look blake Shapin made play after play after play he mm-hmm. was really good um that offensive line was terrific for baylor this wasn't Iowa State's day. Yeah, you had the Decker's
2: interception right away to begin the half. They get the ball back after stopping Baylor three and out. They then go three and out. It mm-hmm. was when you were hoping that momentum was going to start in the second half. It just wasn't there. You know, the adjustments we always talk about defensively, they were not as good this no, time. No, no. And a big part of that
0: was shaping. Shaping It was really, really mm-hmm. good. You know, it was really good for Iowa State. For, um, and I'm not saying he hasn't been in his first uh, couple of games. I, I thought Dimitri Stanley had his best games this Absolutely.
2: Cyclist. Had the touchdown, had uh-huh. another grab, and he was getting separation. Yep. That speed that we heard about during August camp definitely is showing up in a big time way. And they need that. I and mean, they need more the tight ends
0: are not what no. we've seen the last couple it, of years. It's a it's a glaring hole, isn't it? It is. I mean yeah. they were spoiled. They were spoiled with two. Oh, yes. you know, two State's NFL case, guys. Two NFL guys, two generational tight you don't get those kids at uh, Iowa State or you haven't. Um, what was the kid's name that went to the pros? Went to Arizona. Mike, late 90s. Mont McCartney's team. Mike. Oh, I can picture him too. Uh, Mike, Didn't he wear like a weird number like 99 was... or something, yeah. wasn't he? Uh, it's a kid's name. Anyways, you know who I mean. I do. He played in the NFL briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Kohler and Allen, were, they were difference makers. Uh, Iowa State's defense. Uh, who's really popping out to me is Verdun. He is mm-hmm. yes. a really good player. Anthony Johnson, Tampa, uh, TJ Tampa. I thought Malik Verdun was probably the best Cyclone defender on the field uh, on that day. Look, they're going to do they, meaning offenses, are going to do everything they can to take Will McDonald out of football games. He still had his moments, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but they're going to game plan to, uh, to take him out of the football game.
2: Yeah, he uh, he's a guy that MJ Anderson I think is seeing yep. some of the positive mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. because McDonald is getting double teamed and he's getting chipped every single time. Uh, they're not going to let Will McDonald just no. run free anymore. That is a game plan guy, and teams are game planning. And you know this is why he came back this year. He could have gone and you know been a fourth or fifth round draft pick. You know that's where he was graded. He wanted to come back and improve his draft stock. He was going to do it, showing I can handle double teams. Uh-huh. I can handle being the guy.
0: They miss a Wazirike in the middle to take up some of the spots. It hasn't shown up yet this year for no, McDonald, has it? It, it hasn't. It, oh. Uh, oh, look, there's a lot of football still to be played, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and They'll have a chance to do that. But this conference overall... Where where do you if if you were power ranking Iowa State right now, where would you put them? It's hard. Mike Banks. Mike Banks, yes. Wade
2: Looking Bill helping us out Thank
0: there. Thank you, Wade Looking Bill. Can't wait to start talking to Wade Looking Bill. That coming the basketball season. We'll be here. Mike Banks. And was he number ninety nine? He had some weird number. Some yes, weird yes. number. Mike Banks. Thank you, Wade. Um, yeah, it was ninety nine, two thousand, somewhere in that time period. I think. Looking here. Thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty one. I don't yeah. know where I got ninety nine from. Uh, but 31 for a tight end is a different number. It is. is a different Especially number. back then. Yep, indeed. All right, good stuff. Uh, so where do you put Iowa State? When you're, when you're talking about Iowa State, uh, when you're talking about their where their place would be right now uh, in the Big 12, mm. who's the best team in the Big 12? Kansas. Trent. <laughs> it's, 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 they're not. They're not. No.
2: It's a wonderful story. Are you ready for a Kansas-Texas Tech Big 12 championship game?
0: Yeah, actually.
2: I mean, I'm new blood. A Sunflower Showdown, Kansas-Kansas State. A rematch I for the K- championship. Is,
0: is K-State the best team? And that, this look, we're going to have this conversation. They just lost to Tulane. Thing. A yeah, Tulane team that also just got beat by Southern Miss. And you had, by the way. You you picked yeah. K-State for that very reason. Uh, that they just lost Tulane. I don't know. Adrian Martinez was terrific in that football game. I'm glad I watched a, a lot of that game when, when the Hawks would go to commercial or to halftime. I'd switch over to that. Is it Baylor? Did we
2: overreact to the loss to BYU. That was a great environment. Mm-hmm. Night game. Mm-hmm. We know weird things happen when you head out west late at night. We, Big Ten happens all the time, and it happened here to the Big 12.
0: It's Baylor's schedule. They All of their tough games, let me get it in front of them, mm-hmm. are on the road, including this, this last stop um, in Ames. Where is Baylor? There's Baylor. So here's their schedule. They get Oklahoma State at home. Okay, that's good. They that go is- to West Virginia. They host Kansas. They go to Texas Tech. They go to Oklahoma. Home to K-State, home to TCU, who, oh, by the way, TCU is good. Yeah. And then they finish at Texas. So they've got road games at Texas, at Oklahoma, in Lubbock, uh, and uh, at West Virginia. Right um,
2: now, we would put Oklahoma, Kansas State. You Oklahoma, still put Oklahoma 1? No, no, I'm just saying above Iowa State. Okay, above Iowa State, yes. Kansas I agree. State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, T-
0: yes. TCU, Baylor. Yes. Texas Tech. I'm not going to overreact to that one. Texas? I'm I mean, not they, going to rea- overreact to that one. Kansas? We'll see it
2: this week. Mm. It's it's not a stretch to be putting them in that 7-8-9
0: range. It's not. It's not. On the other hand, if they figure it out and they clean up the mistakes, it's not a stretch to elevate them Absolutely. up to the top again. And they can be in the top three and uh-huh. they can... They
2: can give themselves a chance going into November to have a real shot Without here,
0: it, because there is going to be week after week after week. There's going to be uh, teams that just get knocked off. We we saw it in Norman for God's sakes. Six and three get you at least a tiebreaker yes, chance. Yes. Yes. Now you don't want Baylor to be part of that tiebreaker. Absolutely. That's the bad news. You want them to be seven and two mm-hmm. or better,
2: right? Because well, unless it's a tiebreaker where everybody's beating everybody, and then we mm-hmm. get into a four-way tie at six and three, mm-hmm. which very well could happen. Is too. this growing pains for Deckers? Because he certainly yeah. got his moments. I mean, they got the right quarterback. Oh yeah, he's good. He's yes. talented. Yes, there are the mistakes are just more forcing things. It, it's not he's misreading defenses. It's just, He's forcing. Like he's kind of guessing. Mm-hmm. He should be open. I'm just going to throw it here. Mm-hmm. Or he's making the determination before the snap even happens. This is where I'm going. Now, the interception, the end zone a Kinnick. You don't make that throw. That, that's just right, that's right. just throwing that's it up and throw. hoping. That was
0: a bad, Yeah, you're 100% right.
2: And there was another one of those on Saturday. That it was the pick to start the second half. Just You can't make that throw. Mm-hmm. And we're continuing to see that. Is this what we're going to get with Deckers? Is he that gunslinger? Is he going to... Be the guy that's going to try to force it into a tight window and and try to make the big play. Maybe that's just the quarterback that he is. He's talented, no doubt, mm-hmm. and he's going to win a lot of football yes, he games is. at Iowa State.
0: Yes, he is. What about? Uh, I thought Cartavius Norton would be a bigger part of the game plan. I don't remember him in the game. I, I looked at the box score. I saw he had one carry for one yard. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Not saying that he didn't. I just don't remember the play. Like, and this isn't killing Jirel Bark, but they did not run the ball very effectively they until didn't. that. I mean, they had that thirty-seven yard run. But other than that, they were, you know, there was a bunch of two, three yard pickups in in the football game. Uh, Offensive line was not great. No, but you know what? Maybe Baylor's defense.
2: Well, and that's where they returned. Both lines is where Baylor returned a lot of their production. Mm -hmm. It was the question marks, of course. Shaping came back, but what were they going to get in the running game? They got a little bit. It wasn't great by any means. Uh, Offensive line numbers. You ready for this? From Pro Football Focus for what team? For Iowa State. It was Hufford was the highest grade. Pass blocking was really good for him. Run blocking was bad. In fact, across the board, only one player, that was Trevor Downing, was over a 60. Which is kind of, I mean, that's that's like a C yep. when you get to a 60. Downing was a 61. Everybody else was lower than that in the 50s. And Triber was a 46 in the run game. Uh, he graded out as a 49 overall. We were hoping. Ramsburg would play. And he didn't. Yeah, And he's going to be a difference maker. Mm-hmm. We talked about the improvement from Triber. He's improved. But he's still. But there's a reason. There's he's the behind yeah. the guy in the depth chart. Yes. He's not as good. He's not as good, and uh-huh. he is pretty much every week rated out kind of at that level. So Hufford was your highest rated guy. He was a 62, 61 for Downing, 56 for Simmons, Miller a 54 and 49 for Triber. Eh,
0: that's a woof. Yeah, and it shows. Yes. It shows they they struggle to run the football, and you're going to have to run the football. Uh, so we'll see. It's um it's it's a fascinating conference to watch. There's it no is. you have to bet. you, you have to bet this hundred dollars. Yeah. On, uh, on the winner of the Big 12, who are you betting on?
2: Oklahoma State. It's where I've been from the get-go. I'm staying with the Cowboys. Didn't you know, them I haven't
0: seen enough of them. Yeah. Um, and they get Baylor this week, right? Is that what it is? I think it is. Ooh, that's a good one. It is a good one.
2: This slate of college football coming up this week is immaculate. I mean, we are pretty much everybody playing conference games. This thing top to bottom. This is what, this is what we wait for. Mm-hmm. This is what getting through June and July is about mm-hmm. is the week that we have coming up here. Just great conference matchups all over the place. And a couple of big ones here in our state. Now, this week.
0: Indeed, there are. All right, Doc, coming up just real quick. Quick hit on the NFL, what you saw yesterday. I mean, you were, you were at the football game, mm-hmm. so you didn't see much of the early window. Oh, I still had my phone. I was still watching the zone. Are you? Oh, of course. <laughs> um, and my wife just shakes her head at me. And she's a Vikings fan. She is. Oh, yeah, that's what I, time, that's yeah. what I thought. Yep. Uh, takeaways uh, Takeaways from over the weekend. I'm not going to overreact uh, to Buffalo getting beat by Miami. Nope. That was like, a weird Miami's game. legit. I'm not saying I don't think they're the best team in that division, but it's good that Miami's got a pulse. Mm-hmm. Uh Cincinnati got a win that they needed. So did the Colts get a win that they needed. My biggest takeaway maybe be the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're good. They
2: are good. They're aren't good. They? Yes. They can rush off the edge. They've they got have a, a defense, man. Absolutely. This is I think the clear cut you can still get them a plus two eighty at some shops I right now. T- to I win s- the division. I know. I got them before the season. A. Jump aboard with me. Let's yeah. be Jaguar fans this year. At that price, Tennessee, they look better running the football. At least early in that football game, they mm-hmm. they got something. It's still Tannehill. I mean, right. how much can you, you how much can't. can you trust him? You can't. And I, here's my takeaway. We talked all summer when we talked NFL. We talked about the AFC West and how it's great it's going to be.
0: Now your Broncos are two and one. Yeah, they're fake two and one. Yeah, they're fake two. They're, and one They're the worst team. Eh, maybe not. Maybe the Raiders. The
2: Chargers are setting up to have a year from hell. Uh-huh. With the injuries that they're uh-huh. dealing
0: with, Bosa goes off Bosa with a groin out. injury. Yep. Of course, they, what I don't know what with... Herbert was doing in the game, Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Pull him. Get him out of there. And don't let him play for two or three weeks. And
2: don't look, let that team doctor give him a shot after he oh. punctured Tyron Taylor's lung. Did they ever settle that?
1: Uh, it's uh, still in litigation. Is it?
2: Yeah. Huh. Still trying to figure that out. But the AFC West, how great it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Only one team's going to make the playoffs since Kansas City.
0: I no, I think the Chargers get in. No way. I think they get in. No way. I think they with that no coach, way. and those uh, injuries. Yeah, the injuries. Yeah. At least the injuries at the right time of the year, if there is such a thing, mm-hmm. uh, to get them over with early. But I would not play him. I would not play Herbert. Uh, and Keenan Allen's going to be back, and he's he a was. massive, massive. That's weapon. a huge help. You're right. Huge help for him. So I still think they're going to get two win. Um, look. I'm going to say something right now, and I I know I've kidded about this a lot over the last couple of years. And I mean this when I say this. Trent, honest to God, my nose isn't growing. I miss Drew Locke. And here's why I miss him he's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But at this point in Russell Wilson's career, he's not good. He's not. He has has lost it, and it lost it quickly. Okay, that aside, he's a way better. the, The two quarterbacks' careers are not even close, right? Mm hmm. But you gave up three first-round picks for this guy. You spent 250 million dollars on this guy. He's not the guy. Drew Locke wasn't the guy. But Drew Locke, Drew Locke plays, you're still two and one. Absolutely. Maybe, and
2: you're hopeful for more. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I he's mean, just not how good quickly it he's lost apart. it. And it was last year it was the injuries. he's going to be fine, mm-hmm. he's going to bounce back. A small-stature quarterback, later in his career, has lost that half-step. what happened when they
0: got in the red zone again. Yeah. Balls are batted down. He can't see over when the field shrinks. That 49er defense, though, they got some dudes, don't so they? So does Denver. Yeah. So does Denver. Yeah. I mean, the Denver the defense won the game for Denver last. But yes, the, to your to your point, the Niners' uh, defense is legit. Where do you go with Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, after Trent Williams went out, how much that uh, changed huge. the game? I mean, Bradley Chubb was a non-factor. Absolutely. And then 55 just got active. Mm-hmm. Because of that, I'm not going to overreact, but you know mm-hmm. that's
2: going to be the national storyline this week. Well, mm-hmm. this is why they weren't about Garoppolo. He was solid up until that point. Williams went out and completely mm-hmm. changed the complexion yeah, of fair. the game. They can get a good price on San Francisco. I think that price is going to look a little bit what better. What are they, 20-1? to one? Something like that. Because that's what I've got him at. Yeah.
0: Uh, I did make a play yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, another yeah, investment? Another investment. I finally listened to you. I uh, I bought some Ravens stock. There you go. What would you get them? Eighteen to one—that's not bad. Not bad at all. All right, Doc, Doc coming up. Scott Dockerman will join us. We will uh, take a look back at the uh, at the Rutgers game and ahead to the Michigan game. We're here until noon. Bama, Trent, and I will go around college football from a national perspective. Eleven oh five, and the Nick Wilson more on to Iowa State as we take you until noon. Miller and Condon underway on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point
1: three. It's nineteen eighty eight. <laughs>
0: So we're, Condon. we're on the Boyne Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Time to talk to our friend Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. He was uh, at the stadium on Saturday night in front of 53,000 people, or so they advertised. Uh, Doc joins us. Doc, it, uh, look, I, I'm, I'm not um, ridiculing the fact that all the seats weren't full. It was good that, you know, Rutgers fans are getting some support for this program, uh, but it was nowhere close to a sellout as far as people in seats, was it?
1: uh no probably not it was it was probably about 80 percent full which wasn't bad I mean a lot of the upper deck on the opposite side I could see was about half full um but overall it was a pretty good atmosphere I think you go out in New Brunswick or or Piscataway and I thought it was a you know really befitting of a college mm-hmm. football scene so um anything that you know I, I if anything I took away from that Rutgers is more than capable of holding its own and in a, in college football and in the Big Ten as an environment, it just uh, you know just needs a little bit more success and
0: and a uh, quarterback
1: for a little while, yeah, and a quarterback. But I thought their quarterback played okay. He was tough part. as
0: nails, uh, Doc. I mean, he took some shots, didn't
1: he? He did. I there were a few times I wondered if he'd get up or not, but yeah. he did. And you know, he threw for three hundred yards, and a lot of it was uh, you know later in the game. But still, that's uh, that's still an accomplishment considering what they did uh, you know the previous weeks.
2: So Iowa gets it done. Of course, the defensive story, two defensive touchdowns, and they needed all of them to get over the total and the over-under in the game. But, Doc, I want to talk about the offense with you, what you saw, the incremental improvements, and especially in the run game. You know, you look at the final numbers, it didn't show up in a big way. It's not like the average, you know, five and a half yards per carry, anything like that, even when you take the sacks out of there. But overall, really impressive performance, and I thought Tyler Ellsbury came in, that offense had a little bit more juice, few more counter plays in there some inside counters what'd you see out of the ground game and, and improvements with the runners
1: yeah i think that uh, when you see you have three pretty good running backs out there running uh, i thought you saw mm-hmm. you know some you know really good balanced football and and likewise yeah i mean they're they're running more gap than they usually do and i think that's very helpful for this team because i don't know that it's accomplished enough to be able to run zone exclusively the way it probably wants to but the counter plays were working really well because uh, you know they're able to get really good on their aiming points and, and uh, being able to, to to catch Rutgers kind of off guard with that. And you're looking, you're talking about a team that, that in Rutgers that allowed 32 yards a game rushing. They were second in the country going into it, and uh, I ran for 130, so almost 100 yards beyond what their uh, their average was going into the game. And you know, granted, uh, you know Rutgers didn't play world beaters and you know Temple and Boston College, and then uh Wagner, which probably shouldn't be on anybody's schedule, but, <laughs> I, I, but, but I think that it still showed that I think their inside zone and, and their counter inside are both really doing well. It's still a little bit of a work in progress on the outside zone, but by and large, I saw the first really phases of progress you know the five and six yard chunk yards mm-hmm. uh you know that you won in the running game i saw that a lot more on saturday than i had all season
0: and an efficient performance from the quarterback doc would you go there with me i mean they threw the ball down the field he didn't turn it over he tried to make plays with his legs i thought petrus had his his best game of the year uh and certainly didn't do anything to hurt his team
1: that's correct i mean 11 to 17 it's it's what you expect from a game manager and I think that's probably what Spencer Petrus does well with Iowa. I thought there were a few times he missed some reads more than more than actually the receivers there were a couple of times where I saw you know Arlen Bruce was open and he didn't get uh, didn't get the ball and that was probably unfortunate but overall, um, I thought it was a very efficient that's probably the right word for it uh, game by Spencer Petrus and um, not making any mistakes making the makeable plays and then being able to hit Sam Laporta on that 46 yard pass right before the half, I thought was really big for this team from a confidence perspective that when they need a big play, they can get it. And, uh, you know, there's still a long way to go in this season, but but you're seeing some progress, and that's really the most important thing for this offense.
2: The numbers are stark with Petrus on the road in comparison to home. He's been a lot better quarterback on the road this season. Of course, we know the Boo Birds, the first three weeks that he heard. Can you read into that that maybe that's a part of it going on the road? Everybody working together and that negative negativity maybe kind of separated away that that helps Spencer Petras. Is that is that me just reading too much into things?
1: I think you're probably reading a little too much into that right now, Trent. I mean, we we'll, Bears watching over the next month. Yeah, but I, I think what we're looking at is the first two games. He only had one healthy scholarship wide receiver in Arlington, mm-hmm. and it was pretty easy for the opponents to swallow him up. And then you look at the third game, which was that rain delay game, and he wasn't bad in that game. I thought he hit some plays. I I thought the receivers missed on some plays, so I thought he looked pretty good that day as well. But but again, seven hours, a lot of rain, a lot of Mm -hmm. lightning, whatever. That was so. Let's give it a few more weeks, see how you know. And Michigan's a different animal than than Illinois, uh, but we'll see how he is maybe by Halloween. um, You know, and then be able to gauge whether or not the road environment is easier or healthier for him versus, uh, you know, uh, you know Iowa City, which, you know, you'd hope that maybe the Boo Birds, if they continue to play like this, will be only booing the coaches or make it sound like they're booing the coaches as opposed to the players.
0: Well, Doc, uh, there, there's some talk, uh, some speculation that we'll get some clarity on Keegan Johnson tomorrow when Ference meets with you guys early tomorrow afternoon. Uh, are you hearing anything along those lines, Doc? Uh,
1: as far as his status? His status and future, yes. Oh, well. I can't speak to anything beyond this year um you know I would say that you know it sounds does not sound promising for him uh, you know his hamstring had a significant setback in that uh, rain delay game and it doesn't look like he'll be able to play for a long time if, mm-hmm. if, if even this year but but we'll probably get you know more clarity and you never know I mean you know a couple of weeks away maybe that'll help his hamstring loosen up and be able to play but as far as speculation goes for next year, I'm just gonna I'm gonna leave that out because we've seen a lot of people be very very wrong yep. about the speculation about him earlier in the season. So I'm not gonna add to it now and 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 be wrong as well.
2: So we see Drew Stevens come in late in the game, makes it a three score game as he knocks in the 51 yarder off the upright. Boy, it just feels different. We know about Torrey Taylor; he won the punter battle on Saturday, but obviously drew stevens i mean the future looks incredibly bright this is different than keith duncan he was a guy not the strongest leg in the world just very accurate there looks to be a little bit more it appears early on here from drew stevens
1: he's got a big leg and that's something that everybody knew and recognized coming in it was just a matter of consistency and and that's uh, that's really important but at that point in the game uh, you know originally they thought about punting or going for it and instead they said all right let's give him a shot let him go for 51 and you know, again, it hit the upright and went in, but he certainly had the the length by a lot. I mean, if if it would have continued to go straight, it would have been a it could have been a sixty yarder. So I think there's a lot of potential there with him. Um, you know, consistency is going to be uh, you know a question until it matters. You know, and, and right now he's three for three, so there's really no mm-hmm. problem with consistency. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think uh, you know, if I'm Iowa, you've got to give him the the shot and let him continue because. He's the one making these field goals. He's making the chip shots, like at the end of the first half, a twenty-five yarder, and then, and then when they wanted to stretch that out to three scores in the fourth quarter, he was able to do that too. So, plus the rain game the week before,
0: uh, what's Cooper DeGene's ceiling? Hmm.
1: Um, well, that's uh, I, I would say he's got a chance um, to be, you know, and let's go parents' era only mm-hmm. to be in the conversation with Bob Sanders and Desmond King as one of the top that? three. Uh, defensive backs in Iowa history mm-hmm. he just does everything so well I mean I know a lot of people want to compare him to Tyler Sash you know a small town Iowa guy and the way he plays but he's so fluid he's more like Micah Hyde but he's built with like Tyler Sash's uh, uh size so if you've got that you've got a bona fide I mean both of them are NFL players and Micah Hyde unfortunately is out for the season now yeah. Pro Bowl player I think his his upside is limitless I think he might end up being one of the most popular players in Iowa history too, because he can do no wrong. Even if he does something that he gets burned on a play, people are saying, "Oh, well, it's not his fault," <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. they like him that much. Yeah. So, I, I think he could be a very, very popular figure at Iowa by the time it's all said and done.
2: So, I just heard this uh, in passing, but apparently, after the game, there was a health scare with a media member and. Ralph Russo, the AP college football writer, Who was there. Yeah, he performed CPR. Doc, were were you involved? Did you were you around while this was happening?
1: Yeah, it happened right next to me, oh, and nice. uh, I, I don't know the final outcome. It was it was truly terrifying oh. um, because this man, um, you know, he, he started making sounds and he, he he passed out backwards and he smacked Jesus. his head on the floor, and oh. and Ralph Russo had to do um, um, CPR and um he he, his heart stopped he stopped breathing for a while um there was paramedics and police and emts that got there as quickly as they can and you know used the um you know uh, shocked him back i mean they probably shocked him at least 10 times and i'm I'm just sitting five feet away from him and um you know it took it was more than an hour and he was taken away on a stretcher i don't know the i was going to check today to see what may have happened but yeah it was uh it was certainly a terrifying scene in the press box. Wow,
0: I guess. Oof, I hadn't heard that, Trent. Yeah. Uh, so let's look ahead to this week, Doc. Uh, Michigan comes to town. Look, Maryland gave them a tussle. Uh, and, and Michigan really hadn't been tested. Um, but this is a good football team. I'm not minimizing their uh, capabilities by any means. Maryland might be good. What you what, What's the biggest concern if, uh, if you're Ferentz or Phil Parker or Brian Ferentz uh, about this Michigan team?
1: You know, I think there's a couple of areas that on offense that kind of scare you. I mean, JJ McCarthy, by and large, has been very accurate and been. You know, they do have some downfield threats, so you want to really minimize any kind of opportunities for them to get big plays. And Blake Corum, you know, Iowa knows that firsthand, is a, a tremendous running back, big playability there. So. I think by and large, you want to bring this game down to your level because you're not going to be able to out athlete Michigan. They're just too good for you and you're, they're going to beat you probably 20 to 10 if they, uh, do that. However, if you could bring it down to their level, the way they did six years ago at Kinnick, which is make it a fist fight, make it a, uh, you know, a field position game, force them in a hostile environment to make big plays on third down re- repeatedly, uh, force their quarterback, uh, maybe with his back against the wall into the north end zone uh, to uh, try to change a play. I mean, if you can do all of that, then Kinnick will be a madhouse, and if it's a close competitive game in the fourth quarter, Iowa has a real shot. If not, if you're just talking about playing a traditional game, um, back and forth with, with real no, uh, you know, anything that really tips the balance in your favor, then I think Michigan's the better team. Now, Maryland has a great offense, and I think they're going to be able to keep up with anybody. I mean, I'm, I'm anxious to watch them play Ohio State, Mm-hmm. Because I think that could be uh 65 to 48 or something like that. I mean, just back and forth, but I do think that, um, you know, Michigan is capable. I was capable of winning against Michigan because it haven't lost to Michigan since Oh five at home. And, uh, you know, but it also has to score more points in the last three games. They scored a one touchdown against Michigan. So I think that they're going to have to capitalize when those, uh, those plays are there. And if, if so, yeah, it's anybody's ball game in the fourth quarter if it's a close
2: game. Uh, going to be a fun one. How many defensive points is it going to take for Iowa to pull the upset?
1: 9? Uh, defensive points. Um, wow, that would be an interesting one there. Uh, how do you get a three out of that? <laughs> I don't you count the extra point again. Yeah, touchdown um, to safety. <laughs> touchdown to safety. So you get the extra point for the defense on that one. I'll give it to you. I'll yeah. go with uh I'll go with 24. No. <laughs> I I think I don't I don't know about scoring points that but I think you they're going to have to get turnovers. They're going to yes. have to win the turnover yep. battle. You know, I think they're going to have to provide a turnover in Michigan territory to where Iowa, at a minimum, can get three points. But, you know, in, in their case, hopefully six or seven. And uh, that I do think that two to three turnovers are going to be imperative for Iowa to plot a win.
0: Uh, a third of the way through the college football season, you hate to say, but it's true. Uh, Minnesota
1: head and shoulders, clear cut favored in the West? Absolutely. I think they are the most complete team in the West they've got a very good defense i don't i think michigan state is a team that's going to struggle to get to poll eligibility this mm-hmm. year uh which is weird to say after winning 11 games last year but you know they still have penn state michigan ohio state maryland is going to be difficult wisconsin will be difficult for them so it's going to be a real struggle for them but i, I still think michigan state's a decent team but but minnesota has proven now not only against the the, the cakewalks <laughs> you know but against a legitimate big ten team it is one of the it's a formidable opponent. Now it knows and everybody else knows that it's going to take those games against Iowa and Wisconsin for them to really prove mm-hmm. themselves and, and they are very aware of that. They know that uh they want to win Floyd or Rose Elamot for so long and and they want to win Wisconsin. If they can win those games and go to Indianapolis they will earn their way there. But at this point I, I don't see anybody in the in the West as good as they are. Although the Purdue game and uh this weekend is going to be just tremendous i wish it wasn't at the same time as uh iowa michigan
0: and o'connell may not be able to answer the bell for for purdue and that's a blow scott Dockerman, doc anything at the athletic you'd like to promote coming up this week
1: yeah i think i'm going to have a profile of the uh you know i would say Iowa's biggest big as badass and jack campbell but he uh does it in ways that i don't think anybody recognizes and so it's, it's going to be an early interesting profile i've got of him he's... in a few weeks and um uh, you know, and the Doughboys cashed in. So yeah. I have that story up right now.
0: So. Yep. And you know what? The uh, guy played Jack Campbell's position before. was having a really good career in the NFL, and I wasn't sure he would. Josie Jewell. I'm not sure you saw the NFL Sunday night football last night. <laughs> Jewell was <laughs> huge all over the field for the Broncos. Hell of a career. Talk good stuff. We'll talk to you next Monday. Thank you, Scott Darkman. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Yep, Good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Did you see Joseph Jewell last night? I did. Yeah, My he God. popped off the screen. Should have had a pick six. <laughs> if Garofalo wouldn't have oh, stepped out of the back of the end unbelievable. zone. Unbelievable. We'll take a timeout. Come back. Uh, finish up the hour. Uh, Bama, Bob, Trent, and I kick off Hour 2. Nick Olson on Iowa State's Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3. Bet's off. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken. Trent. Seems like yesterday. Hey, right, a couple minutes left in hour number one. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 oh, During the break, we were kind of looking ahead to the schedule for this coming, upcoming weekend when oh. you um, alerted me to the 11 a.m. window. Trent. There's it's way nuts.
2: too much. It's absolutely crazy. So, obviously, that is going to be Iowa-Michigan. That's uh-huh. where most TV sets will be locked in here in Central Iowa and across the state. But you have Oklahoma at TCU. That's on ABC. I'd love to watch that game. It will be a good one. Mm-hmm. And Max Duggan, he looked pretty good on yep. Saturday against yep. SMU. Kentucky goes to Ole Miss. That's a big game. That's a huge game and two contrasting styles. Very fun.
0: Probably won't watch a snap of it. No, I won't. Purdue at Minnesota. Uh, sign me up. Hawks got to play both of them yet. Illinois at Wisconsin. Sign me up. Hawks have to play both of them. Yet, how about this Big Twelve tilt? K State hosting Texas Tech. Uh, sign me up. Clones have to play both of them.
2: And again, all these games are just in the eleven a.m. window for us. It is locked and loaded. Great games up oh, and down. Gosh, this is going to be a multi-TV viewing experience. <laughs> I don't know how you one.
0: do it. I, I just I can't do it. I can't focus on two TVs. You can't. Huh? I just whatever reason. Uh yeah, uh, Fox. Uh, Fox. They're they're. Uh, what do they call it? Big game. Big noon kickoff. Big noon kickoff show. They'll be uh, in Iowa City uh, for this one. What the number come out? Has there been much movement?
2: Good question. So Circa had it at Uh 9.5. I looked at our buddy Kenny White. His projections had it at 7.5. Another projection system I looked at had it at 6.5. So at least the early value would be, at least betting-wise, on Iowa. But, yeah, good question. We'll see early on what we got here in terms of the point spread. Uh, uh, uh. Find Iowa State, Kansas, too, if you can real yeah, quick. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that one in there. All right, here we go. We're into the slate on Saturday. Iowa State, Kansas, still sitting at three. It has remained three across the board. Everywhere Iowa State, three. Early money, though, on the Jayhawks in that one. Let's get to Iowa Michigan. And where Michigan. are
0: you for this? What's that? What site are you on for this? Uh, this is through Wager Talk. Wager Talk.
2: Yep. Gotcha. Wager Talk and their yep. live outlines. They have Circa, Westgate, South Point, DraftKings, Caesars, and then some, off, some respected offshore places also are listed there. Iowa, let's see, 10 and a half at Circa. So that has gone up. 10 and a half at Westgate. 10 and a half actually across the board right now. Wolverine's favored in early money 63% of the money is on Michigan here early on and almost all the money on the under. <laughs> and what's it what's that number? It's says? down to 42 is 43 and a half the opener down to 42 already.
0: A scoring frenzy 42 the number in a, in a Hawk game. All right, we'll take a timeout, to come back. Second hour of the program, Bama Trent and I will talk a college football recap the weekend. Uh, Nick Osten is here, covers Iowa State, CycloneAlert.com. They head to Lawrence uh, to take on the Jayhawks. ESPN 2 for that one. Uh, And then uh, Mr. Monday Night, NFC East in the spotlight. Miller and Condon, one hour to go. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX.